Hey, this is Roberto. You are back with another podcast, Steambox versus Today it's Steambox versus the Highlander Charter School Steampunks. Steampunks from Highlander Charter School, please say what's up to the world. Yo, I can't, I gotta, I have to acknowledge, before I get into producing, before I, before I get into you guys are producing the show now, I have to acknowledge that my man, uh, Isaiah, legend of the Steambox versus podcast is back in the room. What's up, Hi Isaiah? Hi guys. It's nice to um, talk to you guys again. Um, I miss this environment. And I am glad to be back. You got a little bit more beard than the last time I saw you, I man. I've been yeah. doing a little more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. I've been doing a little more trimming, you know, so it goes back. Yeah, we're beard bros. Isaiah, we are beard bros now. We started something different recently here uh, at Highlander. Uh, this is the first time we've been doing this podcast for years and years. Uh, this is the first time that we tried this. We have been in the top five for a while now, but this week we are number two podcast in the world in education. And I think that's because of this. I think that's because you guys are producing the show now. So we started with Elijah. Elijah did a dope show. Elijah, who by the way, said he was immune to coronavirus is out on quarantine from coronavirus now. Uh, so so take that irony. Uh, Jada did a podcast with us. Uh, Jada executive produced the podcast. And we got Gigi and that whole crew produced a podcast too. So uh, shout out to them. Shout out to all of you. These podcasts have been great. And y'all are producing better podcasts than I am. We are having trouble with the sound though. Some of us, we can hear more than others. So I'm going to ask you to speak clearly today because today I want to give all the love and respect due to my man, Mifta. Mifta, what's up? You are the producer today. Are you ready to go? Man, I'm feeling great, man. Today's the day, man. We're going number one after this, man. So if you're listening to me, you gotta share this, you know, you gotta tell your friends about this, tell your children about this, because this is what they need to hear. So that's why as a young person in life, tell me. Because let me tell you something about finance. This is AK with the- I'm jumping right into it, finance. Let me tell you something. As we come into school every day, they do not teach us about this. So we graduate and we know nothing about finance. People get in debt, they start opening credit cards and they don't know what to do with their money. And all of a sudden you start to see like this cycle of black men and white men and all these type of genders and all these people that are losing money that don't know what to do with their money. So they're not, you know, going as they should be in terms of financially smart. So, so in school, in school, finances is not one of the things that they teach you. They but it's about math, reading, history. Yeah, they don't teach you how to survive after you graduate from all these topics. But so in life, you need finances, but that's not something that they teach you in school. Yes. Do you feel like is there something that you've been taught in school that you feel like you will never use in your life? No. Merlene, go ahead. That's definitely math. Like math, like we just really need the basics, how to We're write checks and stuff. We don't need to know the we don't need to know how to solve a right triangle or all of those extra stuff. So if we're talking about if we're talking about finances today, are right triangles going to be involved in uh, finances? Same thing about math is math is like separated for different type of um, you know jobs. Like say for example, you're working with houses, then you need to know about right triangles and how to like measure the houses and how to properly cut a wood into to fit into the say for example the forty five degree corner. So let me ask you. So it sounds like what you're saying is some people need math. Everybody needs finances. Everybody needs finances. So instead of teaching some people math, 
they should be teaching everybody finances. Exactly. Everyone should know finance before they graduate. Is there anything else that you guys feel like? Where, where are you going to jump in on? There's certain parts of social studies that we don't need. There's parts of social studies. Yeah. Like what? Uh, like revolutionary. Like why the heck do we need to know that? What do they say about history? Why do they say it's important? They say history is important so that you, so that it doesn't repeat itself. But you're saying you're saying you don't need to know all of it. You're saying you don't need to know all the details. I mean, many of us have access. We have access to all of history on our cell phones. So do we need history? Do some of us need history, but all of us need finances? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Like Spanish. Right. Like Spanish, because I was told that Spanish is going to like take over as the world language. And now they're saying Chinese is going to take over as the world language. And it's good to have. It's good to have. But finances is something that everybody needs. What were you going to add? I was going to say the same thing that Cameron was going to say. So I really don't have anything other to add other than like, you know, I don't really need like biology and like science stuff because I'm I don't need that I mean probably some physics you know like to measure like some things you know like how to calculate my jump shot in basketball how to I don't know but yeah I don't really need I see I I, I'm somebody who loves biology and physics obviously I started a science-based program but I think the point that MIFTA is getting at here and that you're all kind of agreeing with is that these are things that some people need where everybody needs to know finances. I was never taught how to do taxes, right? I have no idea. I still, I'm a grown ass man. I know I'm a like super immature, but I'm a grown ass man who still does not know how to do taxes without a lot of help. Marlene. That's not your fault either. Thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think we need finances, but like, obviously some jobs need certain stuff, but that's, where you choose your career. I mean, like if you decide, oh, you want to do construction, oh, you want to do this and that, that's where you decide you be taught that. Do you think, and I'm, I'm going to get, I want I want you to introduce your guests in like one second. For me, like, I don't need to be taught like biology if I don't want to be, I don't want to do a career in that. Do you think there should be basic things that everybody's taught like finances yeah. and then everybody goes off on individual tracks from there? Yeah, I think that's important too. I don't think that's a final answer because I know a lot of people who change their mind. I changed my mind. I'm a sound engineer and I'm not working in sound engineering right now, but I think it's still important that I at least am learning in my own kind of way. That's a lot of the basis on Steambox. Mifta, you brought a whole crew with you today. In fact, I did. Can you give me not only a name, but something the whole world should know about? So one name and one important legendary fact about each of the people that you brought in. So first, we have Isaiah Morris, as you already introduced. Isaiah. As many of the listeners know, he's the artist, future upcoming artist, so you should just keep that in mind. And then we have Kareem Cogway, a.k.a. Bill Gates Jr. You know, he, he has something to cover for you guys in terms of finance. You know, you're going to see him on Forbes soon. And then we have another Forbes member, Lietzer Barbosa, you know, soccer legend. All of that combined and all of them, what they all three have in common is they know how to manage. Not only do they know how to manage money, 
They know how to make money. They know how to manage money and they know how to make money. Uh, can one of you guys give me an example of one way, one way that a high schooler has already started thinking about managing money and making money? One of the one of the people introduced just now. What a way to make money? A way that you have just thought about. A way that you thought about making money and managing money. And make sure that we can hear you on the other side of the room since we're recording. <laughs> So flipping stuff is buying it for a good price and then selling it for more. Yes, for holding it, letting the value go up. And then... So in my world, people are doing, people that I went to school with are flipping real estate. They're buying houses for cheap. They're selling them for more. You do that, but uh, I learned that, but I don't know. On a smaller shoes, scale. Shoes, so it's not houses, it's shoes, clothes. Give me more examples. Phones, phones, just anything really. So you, you'll buy a phone for cheap and then you'll sell it for more? Yeah. Or like say you buy a broken phone, fix it, sell it, make money. That's like my fire stick hustle where I'm buying the fire sticks and I'm putting the bootleg stuff on there and then selling them for like a lot more. I don't use the bootleg, we're legit. Ah, yeah, you y'all are legit. <laughs> But still, come see me when you want a fire stick. Um, <laughs> you used to do that in DR with with what? Yeah, well, sandals, sandals, with cars too. Can you even drive? Oh, yeah, we don't have a license, yeah. License, permits, all of that. Okay. All right. So do you guys know how to fix cars? Do you know how to repair cars? I mean, you see, that's the thing. We like to, like, you know, expand, expand our expertise and things. But we have not reached that level yet. So that's where you're getting to? That's, like, next level? At a point, we're going to be able to do everything. Okay. So you're going to come back to everything. Soon? Not soon, but soon. <laughs> Supply and demand. So say for example, can you write something for me, sir? Yeah. Write it right now. What? Anything. You don't have a pen. I don't have a pen. I just gave you this pen. Give me a pen. Now he has to buy that pen. <laughs> so he needs that pen to write something for me. Otherwise, this pen is useless to him. So what, what just happened is Mifta created a need. Mifta created a need and then was ready to make money and profit off of the person next to his need. Uh, so for the three new people in the room, for the three new people in the room, again, nice and loud, please. Um, can you please, can you please give me an example of what you thought of that conversation that we just had about finances, the importance of finances being taught in school, maybe some of the things that you didn't need in school, um, and what else is important to learn in school? Um, uh, financing is, is, is an important factor of life. Um, I feel like in school, they teach us more so how to go about making money the school route. You know what I'm saying? Like, they teach us how to go to school and end up making money in the long run. Whereas you can make money from your bed. You know what I'm saying? At this age. You, know? you can, act, COVID just taught us that, right? Like, COVID just taught us that you can do all of your work without leaving the bed. Yes. Make money without leaving the bed. You can have 
you could even like make arrangements without leaving the bed. There's so much that uh, um, electronics, electronics has let us do in life that people underestimate the value of. Yanhe, what do you want to add? Can you go more in depth on how like I can actually like finance and like bed? Like, what do I have to do? Do I like go on a website? Do I go to a company? Like, what do I do for my bed? Well, to be honest, it all starts with you. Like, say for example, I know someone who buys clothes, right? So he bought the clothes fifteen dollars for the top, fifteen dollars for the bottom. Put a logo on it, put a design on it. I sold the whole piece for a hundred dollars. Well, that's profit right there. It might have said it might have took twenty dollars to make the designs and fifteen dollars for the thing. He just made forty five dollars right there. My wife is doing that with clothes on. I forgot the website that she's using, Poshmark or something like. Right. Yep. She's doing that with clothes. She's flipping clothes all the time. She's got this space in the garage that's just just for incoming and outgoing clothes. She's like, we're taking this trip. Don't worry. We got this Poshmark. I got you. You know what I mean? Nice and easy. That's my point. You see, there's so much like there is so much. There's so much ways to make money now. So if if you're not making money, you're just not working hard enough. Did it wild anybody out? Did Did anybody did anybody think about this two years ago, two years ago, like right now, right? March. It's the end of March in 2020. And people have told you all your lives, you have to go to school. You better go to school. If you can, if you don't go to school, if you're late, blah, blah, blah. And now you're at home. Did anybody think like, damn, I could have been doing this all along. Like I could have been doing it from home. No, I was depressed. You were depressed about it. No, I was just depressed overall. Depressed overall. It was depressing times. Did anybody start to think about the innovations of being able to work from home? How does that fit into finances? It fits into finance because, like, say, for example, you have a job, but you don't have a car. You're paying for transportation to get to work. But if you're at home, you don't have to pay for transportation because you're not going anywhere. If, say, for example, you got to buy food because there's not um, a kitchen nearby to make food, right then and there, you have a kitchen at home. All of this stuff is access to access. You have access to all of this in your space where you sleep. So imagine you took an hour and a half off your sleep and put that into a hustle or something that can make you money. My previous job, I'm I'm driving to work, like you said. I'm going to Classic Cafe on Westminster Street, getting a burger, right? Probably 15 bucks or whatever. Um, uh, yeah, it was good. I'm, I'm buying, Classic Cafe is dope. That's why I picked Classic Cafe. Other people like, you know, um, White Electric or whatever. Um, and But I'm also getting dressed, right? And I'm also you know, trying to get fly for work, going to get haircuts and all this stuff and getting lined up. But during the pandemic, you just kind of put your hair up, right? You just kind of put your hair up. You square it with your hair up. You know what I mean? You put on a shirt. You're still in your boxers, but you put on a shirt. And you're not really spending all this money. You're not spending all this gas. The point is, there's there's ways to innovate. There's ways to innovate and, and be an entrepreneur during this time. But even just the simple fact of why do we have to do it in these old school ways? You already talked about the way that we're taught in school. Why do we have to do it this way? Um, I don't know if that was a question to me, but um, I want to ask a question to like four of you. Anyone can answer, like whoever could give the best answer. Like since since prices are going up, uh, gas prices, whatever, um, Air Force Air Force One's value just went up like $10. $10. It went up to $100. Do you think the stigma of money is now more raised than usual? Like people need more money right now because of the inflation and all that, all the money 
that's going up. See, what a lot of people didn't know is like four years ago, I said money is an object before I even had any money, right? Because the way like we talked about back in the days, how much $20 could be worth, right? A $20 could get you a whole lot of stuff back in the days versus the $20 is barely any value now. Honey buns, you're not even 50 cents a pop no more. 59 cents each. 75? Yo, I went to, bro, I went to the gas station yesterday. 75 cents for something that used to be 50 cents. It seems like, it seems like, oh, it's not a big difference in price, but that 75 cents starts adding up. That's 25 cents less every time. 25 cents out of your pocket more every time you buy a honey bun. Imagine you start adding that 25 cents up and you have a thousand dollars. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this over. <laughs> that was quick. That's why we need math in the school. Yo, this is like, oh, I'm so serious, right? So, Pete, you see, it's like, like, say for example, um, I say this to someone, like, yo, imagine every time you bought food, you didn't buy food, you just made food at home, and you saved all that money up. Think of how much money you have at the end of the year. Still spending money on groceries. But less, though, right? I think his point is less. What are you buying? What are you buying? Not all the time. What are you buying? Because you see, I just, you, that stuff to talk about. Depends on what you get. That quesadilla thing you majiggy. <laughs> Yo, you'll buy it for five bucks. You'll make it for two. You'll get all the ingredients for two dollars. I'm so serious. Even just as an example, even if that's not like the, even if that's not perfectly accurate, it's roundabout. It's roundabout. It makes it point. I want to get to, uh, I want to get to Hendry, and then I want to go down the list of questions that we just started. But Mifta and, and all of Mifta's guests, I want to ask you real quick. We talked about flipping houses. We talked about flipping clothes. So what I want to ask about that is, is there, is there a responsibility that we have? Or are we contributing to value going up by buying a, a home? And I know that's not where you, I know that's next level, right? I know that's not where you guys are right now. But I think about, I think about the homes that are for sale in my old neighborhood. In my old neighborhood, in my old part of Providence, uh, it was a, a very uh, mixed neighborhood. It was every race. But now what's happening is when the, when the value of the houses was low, the white people came and bought them up. They can afford it. Because they can afford it. They raised the prices. And now only, and generally speaking, not exclusively, but it seems like, it's a value that mostly white people can afford. So in doing that, what happens to the people who used to live in those communities? They can't afford to live in those communities. They can't afford to kind of live at all now. And it increases homelessness and stuff like that. So there's, so there's like a ripple effect that goes through entrepreneurship, right? Somebody's winning. You called, uh, you called one of these guys the young Bill Gates? Yes. The young, so we got the young Bill Gates. But every time Bill Gates is winning, somebody else is losing. Is there a moral responsibility to handling finances? To be honest, I want to be 100% honest. Life isn't fair. So it's up to you to, you know, take care of your own personal needs. Life isn't fair. Be a winner? Yes, be a winner. Basically, yeah, I was going to say it's like, you know, especially like entrepreneurship. Everybody wants to get to the top. It's just, it's competing. It's like playing sports. It's like, like being in school, you want to be the best student. It's just, you got to do your best to... Some get it, get some there. don't. It's wild, right? I think the analogy holds true because if you want to be a great student, if you want to be the best student, that means another student's going to be the worst student. Yeah. It's just the law of how, of how things work. 
But at the same time, I'm not saying be complete. He had about like you know your money and stuff because like yep. even when I don't have much money, I see a guy I see you. you know like a homeless guy on the streets. I'm still giving him a little something just off of like you know I don't know the word generosity. General. That's why he's a young yep. Generosity. <laughs> yep. So like things like that keeps the world going around because that guy you know gives him motivation to like you know get up and start you know aspiring more for himself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, this Friday, April 1st, is 401 Gives. It's a day of philanthropy where people can go and find a program like my friends at Young Voices, like my friends at Plea, like Steambox, and they can go and donate money for a lot of the projects that we do and that we're going to continue to do. So I'm telling the world that right now you can go find 401 Gives starting April 1st. Uh, or exclusively on April 1st. So there are ways to give back. And as we got the young Bill Gates over here, Bill Gates has the the, the Gates Foundation. Uh, so he is a philanthropist and he gives back as well. But it's still, you know, I think, I think my question, I'm going to come back and ask the same question again later, is do we have a moral responsibility? Is there a way to do this where everybody wins? Not everybody. Some people deserve to be suckers. But is there a way to do it where everybody wins? Uh, Darwin, go ahead. I, I see, I see Hendry. Yeah, Darwin, uh, uh, John Hell, and then Hendry. I'm sorry, go ahead. All right, so what I was going to say is things like this is the way where everyone wins, you know. It's not just about giving money out like this, it's spreading knowledge. Like, say, for example, these young gentlemen, I don't know why Kashan is sleeping because I'm giving valuable knowledge. Kashan's awake, he's awake. <laughs> so these. These young men take this knowledge and, you know, use it. And then they tell their kids about it. And then the whole cycle starts changing up slowly by slowly. You know, it starts off with one person, starts off with four people, then it goes down to 10, and then it's to 100, and then it's to 1,000, and so on, and so on, and so on. And then before you know it, everyone's going to be rich. Yeah, well, knowledge is everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people don't, don't like to do the research that it takes in order to make money without going to school you know what i'm saying i say i say have you made have you made have you been uh fortunate enough yet because usually it's a grind to get there have you been fortunate enough yet to even make like a dime off of your music yet oh uh, yeah i have actually you know um it's not uh a lot of money but you know what i'm saying i have just uh, any money yeah that's what i'm asking exactly. um where, where can people go find your music by the way just while we're on it real quick um apple music spotify what do they look for Go check out Isaiah Sosa. Uh, we had some of the best rappers in the world on this podcast. Some of my favorite rappers saying that Isaiah's music was dope last year. So go check that out. Darwin, I'm sorry we interrupted. Go ahead. All right, so my question is, like, you know, when you get in a lot of cash inflow, or not a lot of cash inflow, when you get in a lot of money, you know what I'm saying, I feel like uh, you see a lot of things, right? And, you know, you, you might want to buy a couple things. So, like, how, like, I say like you mature up to not like you know always you know pull pull the wallet out and swipe your swipe the card. Like what's the best way to save your money? Yeah, yeah. I, like you see, yeah. What I say is like you know what's the point of making all this money if you're not gonna spend it? But at the same time, don't spend it lavishly. So my rule is, but this is my rule: if you can't buy it ten times, don't buy it once. Oh, I saw it. So I mean, if you can't buy the same thing ten times, don't even buy it once. So if the thing is a thousand dollars, if you don't have ten k in the bank, why are you buying something that's a thousand dollars? Because people have two thousand, they spend a thousand, they only have a thousand left. When they could have made, when they could have put that two thousand and made twenty thousand out of it, yet they wasted a thousand, so now their limit's only five thousand. 
Yeah. See how money works. Hey, uh, raise your hand if you've got a job. Some of you working. I got just just one person working in the room. I just got money. Um, y'all, y'all are about, y'all are about to be working. Y'all are about to be working regularly. So I want to add, I thought you gave a good rule. Uh, when you guys, when, when you guys are trying to get a raise, even at, even at a small job, let's say we're at CVS and we want to get a raise. Uh, my boss, Lauren Sheckman taught me, if you can't buy a shoes, if you can't buy a pair of shoes with that raise, then you need a better raise. So that's another that's another rule that I've been going by. And I need to buy like 10 pairs of shoes now or else that raise ain't even worth it. That was really good advice. I appreciate that. That was a really good question, too. Um, thank you for that. Yanhel, go ahead. How can I be someone, someone like LeBron where I have a lot of athletic ability? I could be in the NBA, but also make so much money on the side. Like, how do I do that? Investment. Was, that's that's because. Him, I got two questions. Did, like, I got another question. What he did was he made his name in the sports industry in basketball, obviously, and then he he used his name, his brand, his brand, his everything, and then he diversified into he has that uninterrupted his production company. He obviously does real estate and artists. It's like you gotta I feel like you gotta build your name in something first. Platform. Yeah, a platform. Get your name up or money up anything. So that way you can have more power and other things. Jones. He has a LeBron has a, a school too, right? Yeah, exactly. So I talk I talk shit about LeBron all the time about how on the court I wish I wish that he was a better leader. I know a lot of you disagree, but off the court I think that dude is a hero. Uh, and and I like him a lot. Uh, Mifta, go ahead. I need that side of the room to calm down a little bit. What I was gonna say is like you know like what you said like how he makes. A lot of money from basketball, yet that's not his only income, and it's not even major of his income, right? So he takes the money he gets and he invests it. That's another big thing about finance, investing. He takes the money he gets, he invests it to make more money. Like for example, someone just mentioned um Shaquille O'Neal owns Papa John's. Shaquille O'Neal has a share in Ring. Um people like Artists like Rihanna, instead of taking a paycheck, she got paid in stocks. And that six million stock then turned into a $300 million stock. So like the way that the money grows based off of investments is like, it's crazy. Then why, why then are there these other athletes who I read about all the time who are very talented, but broke, like less money than I have? You see all the cars, you see all the jewelry, you see all the houses, right? Say it again. They don't have to manage money. Um, and what are managing your own? Like how? Spending money, like way too much money, going to clubs or whatever, buying everything, buying all the cars they see, buying all the designer clothes. It's like mismanaging. Money. Yo, what kind of celebration would you have to have where you're gonna literally make it rain? Where you're gonna throw up a lot of money at a club and be like, hey. Like, what would have to happen in your life where you just take a stack of cash and just go psh, throw it into the air? I have to be making like a hundred thousand while I sleep. I'm never throwing money. You know, like, yeah, throw money I, I value money too much because I know what, what I'm about to not have one to that just is. be throwing it around yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Um, Hard earned money doesn't deserve to be thrown. Exactly. Hendry, um, go ahead. Um, I was going to ask. Uh, what role does marketing play in finance? Can you repeat that, sir? What role does marketing play in finance? 
So marketing, say for example, like I just did, I sold him this pen. That's how I make my money. I just sold with this pen. People market, they market like they sell houses, they do all this, they market in terms where the customer wants to buy the thing. So in terms of finance, you market to create profit. So there's a need, and then you happen to be right there saying, hey, here's the product for you. That's how marketing exactly. works. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys know that since this podcast was number one, 17 year, weeks in a row last year, uh, the owl, the owl, this device, this $3,000 device, they gave that to us for free uh, because they think that this is marketing. They think that this is healthy marketing. They think that us recording on their device, us putting out these pictures on their device they think that sells more devices because people see this hot podcast and then they know that we're using their device. So other people are going to want to buy it. More people are going to buy it just because they gave it to us. That's another example of uh, marketing. Good question. Good answer. Did anybody else want to touch it before I jump up? Yeah, no, go ahead. Um, what advice, what advice would you give to somebody who's not really born into a middle class or like higher upper class like family, like someone who's homeless, for example, like what advice would you give them to rise up to the top? Okay. Well, what I'm going to say is like, don't ever limit yourself. Like people look at their parents and be like, oh, I inspired to be like them or aspire to live like them. When in fact that it could be so much more than they have been. So I might be the same boat as you, you know, growing up where like you don't have everything or anything you ever wanted, but that doesn't mean like, it's not about a quote, it's not about how you start, it's about how you end. So you might not have all the money in the world, but if you ever say, I'm never gonna, if you say, I'm never gonna have all the money in the world, you're never gonna have all the money in the world versus to aspiring to have all the money in the world, working hard to have all the money in the world, and you have all the money in the world. That's a growth mindset. Your mind is set on growing, not where you are. Um, I, well, I have another question. Uh, how do you like go with it when it comes to parents? Well, like, like, like I mean, like, if you're making a lot of money and like, like, do you take like, how do you take care of your parents? Like your parents asking where your money's coming from? Yeah, like that and stuff like like where's your money come coming from and stuff like that. Like, I mean, if you're not doing nothing illegal, why you gotta hide it for? Yeah, they're but if you are doing something illegal, then. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like <laughs> it, it all—it's—it's it's all up to you. You know what I'm saying? How you want to go about telling your parents you're getting money? You know what I'm saying? Like, if your parent is asking you where you're getting your money from, and you're not going outside every day to to make this money, like at a job or something, you know, there's there's a lot of side hustles that aren't illegal that you can say you're up to you know what i'm saying or you can not be doing anything illegal yeah, yeah fact, there's so much legal ways to make money i'll be honest though the stuff that the hustle that i was doing with the fire sticks that wasn't exactly you know what i mean there's legality issues behind that but there's also a need um everybody needs something you know i probably as an educator shouldn't get in here in on uh legalities and and blurred lines and piracy and celebrating piracy i'll probably leave that for off offline conversations uh what's your question um what do you think are the best ways to make money there is no best way to make money it's all up to you because if you like if you're gonna like say oh i'm gonna do this to make money Hold on, I'll take that later. All right. Say, for example, like, if you're like, oh, I'm going to do this job because I know it brings a lot of money in. 
and you're going to be at that job for this many years, you're not going to be happy at that job. Yeah, you're going to be making a lot of money. You're going to want to quit the job, blah, blah, blah. A whole, lot of, a whole cycle comes, whereas you're not, you're not being happy at that job. Versus uh, you can find a job that pays your bills, you're happy at, and, you know, it takes care of you in the way you want to be taken care of. I got time for two more questions. Young Bill Gates, though, um, Isaiah is saying, hey, I want help. I got uh, this, this opportunity where I could uh, where I could put up this show for Pawtucket this weekend uh, at the old uh, baseball field. What was that baseball field called? Uh, McCoy. So so at McCoy, I could headline McCoy. We could get people there. I just need three thousand more dollars and we can make this happen. It'll be a celebration. And you're like, bet I got you. But now you need to pull in $3,000. What's your quickest hustle for $3,000 that you can say legally on the podcast? So where, where's, where's the first place that your mind's going to for $3,000? Marketing, what does that mean? You could, you'd, you'd sell things? Like what kind of things? Like, say it, say it again. Nike tights, it's like sweaters. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Hide them in, I should say. Can okay. I say something too? Yep. So say for example, like if I know that a lot of people are gonna be there, I'm gonna tell this guy, I'm gonna go to someone who I know has two thousand dollars. I'm like, yo, if you give me four thousand dollars right here, it'll make you twenty thousand in the end. I'm gonna tell them why. I'm like, yo, you come here, you promote your brand, you know, you do this and that. A lot of people are gonna be here, you know, you may even start selling stuff, you know, people have to pay for booths, all of this stuff. A whole lot of things can happen, whereas they're making that money back and like making it back in the future. So I mean, so we can have this event, you know, it's 3,000 to start it up, but in the end, we can make 25,000. Young entrepreneurs, Isaiah included, uh, the last time I can think of that I made $20,000 like that, I threw a pajama party in college and it was bonkers. Uh, go ahead. Um, I see, you know, you guys are working in like, you know, little with your boys and stuff. So how do you deal with, competition, like like Miff said uh, something about high demand, like let's say multiple people are doing it. Like competition with your people? Like your own or and other people. Yeah, bro, how do you, how do you deal with it? I was just gonna say I don't compete with my that's exactly what I was about to say. I don't compete with my boys, like I don't compete with Miff or even G, even though he's not here. Like I don't compete with them. It's like I want to see them just succeed as much as me. You gotta compete with yourself. Feel me? The only the only thing that matters is that you're doing better than you did yesterday. Feel me? You're growing more than you grew yesterday. So what happens if what happens if what's your name again? Leo. Leo? Leo, what happens if uh you're selling hoodies, right? You're selling these dope hoodies that you made your own brand, Leo hoodies, right? Leo, there's Leo the lion on the hoodies, they're fresh, right? You're selling the hoodies and they get hot at Highlander. And then and then uh somebody else, Geo, comes up with Geo the gorilla hoodies and start selling more hoodies and the block is hot. And then Gio comes at you like, yo, I need you to stop selling your hoodies. It's getting in the way of me selling my hoodies. How do you then compete? What do you do? Do you yield? Uh, just keep, uh, keep doing you. Just keep, yeah, make, make your product even better now. It, it should motivate you. The fact that he wants just, he thinks you're a threat to his business. So. May the best entrepreneur win. I got time for one more question. Who else got a question? There's enough money in the world for all of us. There's, there's enough money in the world for all of us. Money is spent daily. 
Yo, but 1% of the people have 99% of the money. Uh, congratulations, Mifta. Thank you very much. This has been another Steambox podcast from Highlander. Highlander Steampunks, please say peace out. Peace out. Peace out.